I'm trying to be quiet, be quiet. I see the crystal raindrops fall, and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through to make those rainbows in my mind. When I think of you sometime, and I want to spend some time with you, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Just like it's the two of us. Wow. Oh, Okay, uh, we're starting episode zero of an election podcast, which is going to run every week, an episode every week, and yeah, uh, every you want to wanna tell us what the point of the thing is? Well, I want to tell you the point of the heart, you know, like the image of a heart, yeah. you think about it, when two men kiss, their, their heads kind of look like a kiss, like a heart, I just like imagine Joe Biden and Trump kissing right now, I'm like imagining it, I'm like, that kind of looks like a heart, like not the real heart. Like the what we imagine a heart symbol to be, so heart is literally two heads mouthing each other. I'm just being insightful. With and that—that's that. uh, what we're all about. We're about spreading love. Joe Biden and Trump getting along. Yeah. So I mean, we're gonna try and cover what an episode every week, and I'm pretty sure most people will think like that's pointless. Like, how can you fit in that oh, it's, content? Oh, it's totally pointless. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally pointless. But the point is to make fun. To just like take a lighthearted approach to covering things during the election. And I'm going to, as part of episode zero, I thought in the production meeting, like episode minus one, I was like, let's not cover like topics of sexual assault, right? Let's not cover <laughs> eating cow. So I'm going to break the rules because why not? It's episode zero. It's not episode one. Have you I seen this video of Eugene Carroll? <laughs> but you yelled at me for bringing it up. <laughs> I, I didn't yell at you. No. What the hell? Uh, okay, you yelled in your like your poshy way. Oh, we can't talk about that, mate. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm saying I'll, we can't I'll have, reach... I have a kangaroo in my basement. <laughs> we can't reach a decision. We can't make a pronouncement about whether something happened or not. But if you haven't seen this video, I think it's fucking hilarious. I've not, not seen this video. What is it about? Oh, okay, this is good. So, so who is Eugene Carroll again? Like, she's like... She's the woman who was on MSNBC talking about how rape was sexy, and she was like alleging that Trump fingered her. And she recently oh, won. that's what it was. He, yeah. She was fingered. Okay, she All right, fingered. never mind. I think I accept it. It probably did happen. Yeah, she, uh, fingered in a Macy's. I think that's the uh, the deal. A Macy's. Think, yeah, and I think as part of the um, part of her statement or whatever, she was she was talking about his tiny fingers. His tiny fingers going into her. Because she couldn't resist getting in, like, a jibe about his small hands. But, but then, but she, it's weird because she went, like, like in 2022 or something, she was claiming she had a dress of, with Donald Trump's semen on it. You don't get semen from a finger. Are you serious? Wait, am I, yeah. am I mixed up then? Dress with semen? But why would she have God. that dress? Uh, because if this happened in the 80s, I'm thinking. The so why, why would she still have that dress like 40 years later? Um, because I don't want to make any accusations, but I would say she's mentally ill. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find <laughs> out accusing. in this video about the state of her mental health, which I think you're gonna love this video. But yeah, I mean, okay, the dress that Carol wore on the day that she says Trump raped her. I'm pretty sure she said he fingered her though. Anyway, the point of the trial. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is their story already falling apart? <laughs> it's already falling apart. No, I'm sure we're I'm sure we're wrong about this. 
But basically, she won, what, $83.3 million, and the jury had to rule on whether uh, Trump defamed her. They didn't have to rule on whether the sexual assault happened, but they had to rule on whether Trump defamed, defamed her by calling her a liar, which I don't know how it's possible to not consider whether the rape happened or not. Well, you're right. It's, it's, he says the writer said that Trump jammed a finger up her vagina and then penetrated her in a dressing room. Oh, so she got fingered then penetrated. Oh, uh, okay. Is it penetrated? No, wait, she's not even saying penetrated by a penis. could be penetrated by... By the fingers. Finger? By the tiny fingers. The tiny hands of it's Orange Man Bad. Yeah. So that... Who knows? That that could have I'm happened. Maybe that now. did happen. I'm so confused. But I think we should, like, bear in mind the <laughs> the uh, the mental acuity. Oh no, of he the did. Yeah, question. she did. She then later says that she he did insert the penis. Okay. Ah, okay. Afterwards. That's the story then. And this was Thank God, there's, the semen makes sense now. I'm, the I'm semen okay. makes sense now. Okay, so this was at Macy's. Uh, there's nobody around apparently, and. <laughs> This is this is the lady who is the credible witness, who is attesting to all of this. I mean, what the, what the hell is the proof? Anyway, well, I'm just gonna roll it. People read an advice column because they want to say, "Oh my God, thank God that's not me." So she's a, an advice columnist. She gets 200 letters a month on topics like, "How do I land my dream job? Can I have sex with my mother?" I like to stay up late, I like to sleep late, and I like to live like 90 in between. I get up around noon, and I stagger outside out the store, and I throw open my arms, and I thank God I don't have children. <laughs> then I go back in, stagger into my office, and start reading a stack of ASCII gene letters. I never thought much went on in the morning anyway. Women have facials in the morning. You they have their hair you want done. Me to pause at any time. Not me. I I'm like sorry, getting up I'm at so noon. Entrenched. We're watching a video of a uh, lady with pink hair, or aging Carol with pink hair. She lives alone on a small island. My personal life is fascinating. She's in the forest. I started writing at about house. the age of six and a half, fed with a daily, daily diet of Ann Landers with, with and Dear Abby. I wanted She's to be Ann and Abby. Oh, I thought it came naturally like that. My bad. <laughs> So she started writing in 1979 oh, for L. Here, hang on. Right, so I have something that explains the ASCII gene column in a perfect. She's perfect gotta be drunk in this video, right? This is what I've been doing for 25 <laughs> she, years. She talks about Sorry. staggering out of her house. I'm so a cheerleader. Be an alcoholic. People get down and depressed and a little confused and they need help. This is. So, uh, I guess she's um, she's holding up a, a photograph, and I guess that's her in a cheerleader outfit. Yeah. Bear in mind, Trump was like, she's not my type. That's what I do. I yell and I scream and I um, help them get through their difficulties. She won the competition for Miss Cheerleader USA in 1964. The secret to the advice column is I don't know anything. It's the people who've been writing to me for 25 years who taught me everything. Those are the people you can't read a stack of Eugene letters without learning more than reading Shakespeare. You know, I'm going to pause at this point. Maybe her speech is because, I mean, she's like kind of fairly advanced in her years by now. Maybe oh, she yeah, had dentures. True. Or she had a stroke. Yeah, or maybe she had a stroke, and that's why she's slurring. But, I mean, the other thing is she did literally say she staggered out of her house at certain points, and she 
is like she's very much hinting that she's an alcoholic. But, she's uh, hinting that she's an alcoholic because you didn't listen she to the first two. No, no, she gets up at noon. She stays up late and she goes to bed late, and then she only staggers around her house. She staggers out of her house, yeah. <laughs> and she's fe- feeding and she's feeding her dogs cookies, which might be chocolate chip cookies. I, I, I was very curious about that one. I, I, I mean, would it be would it be hard to believe this lady's an alcoholic? I don't know. Let's hear. We want to see some old asking gene. All these are asking gene, asking gene, asking gene. She's like rummaging through. I have every single letter that's ever been sent to me. I have shopping bags full of actual stationery with letters. This man has given his uh, wife a thirty thousand dollar engagement ring. He wants her to give him a six thousand dollar watch. Well, she did, but it wasn't enough because then he wanted a Rolex. How she's handled this is she's had an affair with somebody at the office. The questions have remained the same. They want love. They want to be a size six. They want their children to do well. They want to have a purpose in life. They want those same things. And that that has <laughs> never changed. The answer okay, I'm is... Gonna, it, stop the tape there. Can so you, even, you like look sitting. at that article? <laughs> you look at this article? Which article? I just I sent it in Discord. It says uh, I can't get li- like what? Oh, I can if I turn my ads off. I can watch it. But the uh, I mean, she's to, like once she won her fuck it. Yeah. Once she won her defamation case against Trump, she holds like a a huge like celebration at a bar. <laughs> oh, nice. We, we can we can get to that. But at this point, uh, I just want to pause the video. Like, so she's um, sitting in a lime green chair, what lime green wooden chair, and she has her personal library behind her. <laughs> what, what what do you pick out from this? I see Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah, quality. My favorite Confederate. I mean, um, conservative. Stephen Colbert. Funded. I am America. A book by Stephen Colbert. If you have his um, he has actually ice cream for um, who are the who are the Zionist ice cream makers again? Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that's he right. has a he has a he's a flavor. It literally just has like uh, uh ice cream cone in it. I'm like, this is. I've got to look this up. Stephen Colbert, Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. Are you are you aware they were like um, recently outed for using child labor? Yeah, I'm not surprised. In their supply chain, yeah. I would the, not be surprised. This the Stephen Colbert Ben and Jerry flavor is American Dream. Have you tried yeah. this? Yeah, it's all right. Vanilla ice cream with fudge covered waffle cone pieces and caramel swirl. Like I'll, I, I mean, I hate their politics, but Ben and Jerry's makes a good ice cream. It's just really expensive too. Of course, um, the, the the cruelty to children makes it taste better. Well, the biggest issue I had with them was that they were they were like they were ho- hosting uh like black crime statistics on their website, <laughs> and it kind of like threw me off. <laughs> it threw me off for a while. Yeah. So, but then I I kind of like you know said fuck it, let's just try the ice cream. I so I tried it. It was good. Then wait, I realized, wait, wait, wait. You wanna I'm... you wanna say that like uh you tried the ice cream as an adult or something? Oh yeah, I tried it as an adult. Cause you I never had it sure. as a kid. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, That's weird. It's only it's only been recently since I had um, money. Um, I'm not, I'm from a working class background. I'm actually a blue collar uh, by nature. I'm uh so I don't actually have the money to buy uh, eight dollar pints cream. of Fancy yeah, it's Jewish like a pint ice of ice cream. cream. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Jewish part I could leave behind, but um, I I do I do like the ice cream. It's just really expensive. Um, but I did find if I go to the, this grocery store I have near me called Shaw's, shout out to Shaw's, their store brand ice cream is actually better than Ben and Jerry's. I pay like three bucks for a gallon of ice cream 
and I get like a cheesecake ice cream mm. with actual cheesecake in it. Oh, that's I mean, the like, shit. Yeah, that is the shit. In the in Europe, um, a lot of people do like fall into the meme of uh, Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. But yeah, I'm the Hagen Dazs. Awesome. It's actually I want to try it, but it's actually comparably expensive to Ben and Jerry's, and I'm like I already yeah, I already it's spent my. It's about the same. But I, already, I, I love the strawberry. I already blew my load. I already blew my load on Ben and Jerry's, so I'm like I don't want to blow my load again. I mean, you can financially recover from buying some $5 ice cream, no? I can, but the thing is, I only treat myself and on select occasions. Recently, in this uh, economic uh, period... In I Biden's have so economy. Fine. In Biden's economy, I have not done so well. Okay. Um, plus, I got fired because I'm... Um, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a minority. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, no, but yeah, so... Anyways, yeah, so my income is not where it used to be. So I can't really, you know, supply myself with this name brand uh, alcoholic beverage type ice cream that you are suggesting. But I can buy the store brand still, and I still feel okay about it. I, I Sometimes what I do is I keep the Ben & Jerry containers, and I, I wash them out, obviously. Oh, and no. I put the, you can't do that. The that's an easy way to add my, microplastics into your diet. You know, but, but I do it so people think I'm rich. <laughs> like I, I, I go to work, and I eat out of it. Oh, it's yeah. melting, it's sticky, and it's, it goes everywhere. But I, I still eat out of it. And people are like, wow. Wow, well, you, that you can guy ben, and Jerry's. ben and Jerry's. In this climate, in this economic climate, in this economy? they're like, ben and Jerry's? in this economy? Ben and Jerry's? Disney has child labor in it. And I say it makes it taste better. Yeah. Their tears are what makes it, gives it the extra flavor. Yeah. And, well, that's just where I'm at. Um, but yeah, that, so that's Stephen Colbert. And then what else we have here? We have a Time magazine of her, which doesn't really count. I mean... Yeah, she's, she's claiming she, her house is just like full of all the letters that she ever received. And well, there's a Ouija board. See, this is why you stop the frame. Do you see that on the on the right hand side? Yeah. My other thing is like all she's she has like not a lot of her book bindings are out. Some of them are in. No. She, mm. Okay, but but <laughs> let's not skip over this. There, to her uh, left, there's a stack of um, firewood, like her logs, and on top of that stack of logs is a Ouija board. Yeah. Doesn't that also tell you that like the stack of logs is like for show? Is like bullshit? Because if you're gonna like oh, looks... burn that, you wouldn't like prop something up on there. Well, yeah. I mean, of course it's for it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, why why wouldn't it be? Game I... face. <laughs> I can't I can't really pick out uh, other books at this resolution, but I'm just yeah. I know it's that's a sad thing. I'm really hoping to see like a picture of Donald Trump or something, the art of the deal or something like that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> she's a secret fan. But uh, there's like a very like shitty chair on the left. Maybe she's building them herself, if so. Like No, that's know. the shitty chair. She's those are this is like outdoor sort of chairs that she's sitting in right now. Like that's the one, like the green one is literally the same thing as the pink one. She's in a just different color and different Yeah, but do you see how it's split? The wood is split? Yeah, she probably bought it's it like, like a, a shoddy, yard sale. Shoddy constructed yeah, chair. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's just what's, what's run the last three minutes of this. Oh Never change. The answer is in their question. You just find out what they want to do, and then you tell them to do it. This is a I am so tormented and confused by my obsession with my ex. It's a manipulation tactic. Yeah. So essentially, the idea is you don't even you're not even talking to them. You're you're making them talk to themselves. Does that make sense? Well, um, it's you don't... like telling people what they want to hear. I think exactly. It's you're manipulating them in a way. You're, you're, yeah. It's, it's, and that's how. That's literally what she's doing. She's, <laughs> uh, knock on wood. I'm hope that has nothing to do with the case, or anything. But that's literally like kind of deceitful in a way. She's like, I don't know anything. I just tell them what they want to hear, and it's like, you have a job off this. You're just yeah. a mirror. 
Well, she's successful at it. She's been going for over 25 years. She's made $83 million off of it, apparently. Like, holy shit. And this, this video is actually um six six years ago. So she's been doing this for th over 30 years now. But yeah, That's I think crazy. like we're almost like 15 minutes, we're over 15 minutes in. And some people may be like, why the fuck are we still talking about Eugene Carroll? I think the point, <laughs> the point is we have to consider every possible thing that affects affects the election, especially when we're this far out. You got to keep your eye on like what could, what could change, what could be a problem. And Running mate for Trump, guaranteed at this point. She's gonna be VP. VP. VP, and then Trump's got it in the bag. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. I don't see yeah. it any other way though. But it's <laughs> like, how does Trump play with women, right? So if 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 it's perceived that she won him in the play? court. She won uh, a lawsuit that effectively says that Trump raped her. Then does that have any effect on his, his chances with, uh, with women, how he's perceived? Potentially, I think it does. Um, but at the same time, I also think it doesn't really do much because he's – I can't think his, his image can go much lower than it already is with women. So yeah. I don't think it actually hurts him. I, I think that ties into like something that's happening right now with um, Nikki Haley. Yeah. Like when he calls Nikki Haley a bird brain, or when he says like Nikki, did you like hear hear he commented on her dress? He was like talking about how no. her dress was like uh, a very fancy dress, or or maybe not so fancy dress. Like he was like implying that she was wearing cheap clothing. I, I guess. I mean, I, 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 I yeah. <laughs> I've not heard anything like this. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's it's like nothing to me, right? Like, it, it, as a man, I'm I'm really not interested in this coverage. But I think for some women, if they if they hear uh, uh, like a man criticizing a woman's appearance, they're just gonna kind of like pull a sisterhood thing and side with the woman. And Trump like going so hard after Nikki Haley and saying like, people who support Nikki Haley are no longer welcome in the MAGA camp. You know, like what's the gracious move for him to do? It, the, it is to be like welcoming and saying the race is over. I won the primaries by enough of a margin. Like we can tell that I'm going to be president. Right. But he like doubles doubles down on like <laughs> giving people shit for supporting Nikki Haley. I'm just surprised they haven't brought up the fact that Nikki Haley's daughter is married to a black man. She is. <laughs> yeah, I just found that out. <laughs> I mean, why is anyone going to give her shit? She's like Indian, no? Her name is like Nimrata? No, it's Rena Haley. It's it's not Rena Haley, it's Nimrata. I think oh. Trump nicknamed her like Nimrod as a... As a um, yeah. That's Wait, she's Native American? Or no, you mean like... She's Indian, 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 like Indian Indian, not Native American. She's the first Indian American to serve in a presidential cabinet. That's wild. She doesn't even look like she looks white. You had no idea that she was Indian. Nah, she looks white as hell. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably <laughs> that's probably uh, half of the voters for her don't realize that she's Indian or something. <laughs> I would not imagine. I mean, well, personally, I don't really see race, anyways. But I think that's something you would think she would be advertising that. Well, I guess it's, she's on the Republican. Yeah, she's on the Republican the side. You don't yeah. want to do that. I I think uh, there's no denying there's some. There's some proportion of the vote which is racist, and <laughs> Trump is like very careful at like uh, leveraging that vote without getting himself into trouble. Is that crazy? 
like how he's good at just like not <laughs> being racist sometimes. Well, he's he does things that are very um he has plausible deniability. Like when he was saying stuff right. about the border and about how their uh, immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country. Jesus Christ, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. He was he was in the in the full speech, you hear him talk about how basically when he says they're poisoning the blood of the country, he's talking about how the how the um how the country functions as a whole, its institutions. So he was talking about um like the system is overloaded. There's too many people, like there's too much of a strain on healthcare, there's too much of a strain on policing. And <laughs> There's like too much money That's spent a fucking reach. That's a f- it would have been better to say something like, well, it's poison the blood because these are not Americans that are coming over here. They're coming illegally and they're not going to stay here and they're ruining the culture. They're not They're not uh, integrating. Is that, so that poisons the culture of what American is. If they integrated, it wouldn't be poison the culture. And thus, because they're not integrating, it is poison the culture because it changes the culture and it could be changing it for worse. That would be the, a better save than saying... Yeah, but that's kind of a nuanced take. I don't think we're ever going to see that from Trump. That's fair. Yeah, but, but I just he think loves the way to he troll the media, right? Retarded. So he yeah, like true. put out this quote of like poisoning the blood. The media like sees that and they're like, ah, Trump is quoting Hitler. He's literally he, saying he, things oh, that yeah. Hitler said. Then he's saying though, stuff out of Mein Kampf, and then Trump goes out. I've never read Mein Kampf, but can he still be like Hitler if he's never read Mein Kampf? It was a, was one article I read or something. Like that. <laughs> well, I think it's like, I guess um, you could. There were like people that came out out on record, like his former wife or, or or someone who was saying like he kept a copy of Mein Kampf on his bedside table, <laughs> and he would like read passages to me. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> it's not even a good read, though. That's the thing. I don't you know. Like I can't imagine it being a good read. Like, yeah, I'm but, I'm sorry. I, I see. I see. Trump loves to troll the media, right? So he had that plausible deniability with with poisoning the blood. He could he could um, pass that off as he was referring to uh, like the arteries of the of the system, like uh, social institutions, um, government. So uh, where the fuck was I going with this? I don't know. But all I did learn was Hitler's not a bad guy because after he died, he, he left. All of his like, all the proceeds from Mein Kampf to the the German government. So he's actually was giving back to the state. What a sweetheart! <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think we were trying to like frame the Eugene Carroll video, and basically in the court of, court of public opinion, does Trump come come across as a rapist? Is he a, more of a rapist now in twenty twenty four than he was in twenty sixteen? Like with the access no. would, would tape him I, saying. I, I think he's even less. I think he's less of a rapist. To be honest. Like marginally less. How come? Well, because from all the grab grab them by the pussy anecdotes, 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 anecdotes. Anecdotes. That's the right word. You would think there'd be more than just a defamation case. I don't know. I just feel like it makes him marginally less of a rapist than he was in 2016. Still, I think he's still a rapist. Well, don't get me wrong. I think it might <laughs> only be a defamation case, right? Because, um. Lack of evidence, maybe yeah, something he, to do with um, what's the what's the phrase when a crime has happened so long ago that you can't prosecute it? Uh, something appeals. What is it? Yeah, something like that. It's past. It's whatever. I forget. But oh, the th- it's gonna drive you wild, huh? But the thing is, <laughs> yes. like to me, it's like it, it, the thing is, like it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, because, like, if 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 somebody's grabbing somebody a pussy that regularly. You'd be, there should be a long list. Statute of limitations. 
there should be a long list of it, not just some random uh, journalist that's all up a publicity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like this is. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it hurt. I don't think. It, I don't think it helps them. But I don't think it. Also, I don't think much has changed. It's like because we're not talking four years from 2016. You know, we're talking or four years from the incident. We're talking about like 30 plus years. You know, this is insane. This is the only thing we have, and he probably did it. I don't care. It's not my problem at the moment. But I just feel like there should be more. Like that's just my thing. More. More to what? There's more to it. There should be more accusations. There should be more him going to court more, and just it's a defamation. I mean, I guess it's probably past the statute of limitations, but I just feel like after 2016, 2020, and then we're just finally getting this stuff shit out right before November. It just feels like, come on, man. Like, well, okay, if we're, if we're going like to take an official forced, if we're going to take an official podcast position on this, then mm. for me. <laughs> Trump's Trump's a sexual uh, abuser, whatever you want to call it, and so is Biden. Unfair. Like the only difference is in how the media covers it. Do you remember how Biden? <laughs> no, not how Biden. Do you remember how Trump turned up to a debate with Hillary Clinton, and he brought all those accusers who said Bill Clinton raped them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a baller move. Maybe he'll do the same thing with Biden. He'll like bring out that woman. Who was what was um, her name? Oh my god, I can't remember the. And the thing name. is about what's her name, but the thing is she's still a looker too, which so I like. I mean, I'm not saying that she still is a looker. Uh, I forget what her name was. Yeah, um, but it was something like um, Biden was a congressman. He was like the youngest congressman ever, and she was like a staff, junior staffer, and she yeah. claimed that he like pushed her against the wall and. Oh, never mind. She's not. Shit. But she was. She was in the time period at least. Now she's fat. <laughs> Well, that's one could argue that, that that's proof of trauma. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like that's why I say Jean Carroll, like she's mentally dis- disturbed, she's mentally fucked. So that obviously she was ri- ripped. Right, like eccentric know? people, it it can it could have happened to them as well, right? Like it, my initial reaction to E. Jean Carroll talking about staggering out of bed at noon and like dyeing her dog's <laughs> hair and fucking gleefully talking about. Uh, a wife cheating on her husband and all this shit that we've got through so far. My initial reaction to that is like, hmm, this woman's a little unhinged. But of course, unhinged people can be victims of crimes too. That's what I'm saying. That's she's probably a victim of a crime. You know, like think about it. Can you like think about it for a second? Like that's bad. Crime's bad. Yeah, <laughs> crime's bad. I think we can all agree, crime's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll play a little more. Boyfriend from, from college. Here's the last line. It's been 22 years since we broke up. I understand you. She and I have a lot in common. Oh, we do not want to look at our emails. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Oh. Her favorite question is the ones she gets from people who stop pairing on the street. On the street. I worry so much about the people who write in. I am so real. See these eyes? Look, look at the bags under my eyes. I worry at night when I'm in bed you because, you know, a line from bed? me can change your life. Now, whether it changes for the better or for the worse, I don't know. So the the, sh- the, um, the camera is panning over all these messages that she has, like, uh, written down all- across her house. Is she quoting herself on her... No, so so one quote is for such a small price I buy tranquility, Epictetus, and the other one says 
hold your, what does that say? Hold your nerve? Pursue your radical options to the bitter end. That seems like it's it's un, un, unsourced. So maybe that's one of hers. And then the third one is always amused, always amused never angry. angry. And who's that? T.S. Eliot? No, Thackeray. I don't the bells here and there and everywhere. I get sent one. This is definitely every crazy month. Pe Sometimes, stuff <laughs> like if I'm very good, they send me two. In your house. Uh, I could not answer the questions coming into the asking. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like it feels like a hoarder almost, man. Like, where, I wonder where she lives. Upstate New York. That's what I said in the video. Oh shit! I can go visit her. You could go visit her. You could go have a, a picnic with her. She's sitting at a bench I, right now. She's got some sand. Sounds kind of fun to hang out with, to be honest. Some grapes. <laughs> yeah, she's. Well, she's on if I was in New York City, yeah. you can't think in New York if you're oh, dating good. sixteen people, which I would be doing if I were in New York. You go to the woods to find. <laughs> Did you get that? No. Okay, I'll pull it back. I'll pull it back for the. I could the not people. answer the questions coming into the Ask Eugene column if I was in New York City. You can't think in New York if you're dating 16 people, which I would be doing if I were in New York. You go to the woods to find oh, out who you Christ. are, and then you find out who you are, and you're even happier than when you came. It's wonderful. I call it the mouse house because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Tversky lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And... So she she has mice in her house and mice in her house. She has mice in her house and she names oh, yeah, yeah. them and she doesn't do anything about them. Okay, and uh, yeah, this the is funny a, thing is yeah like she has a, she apparently she has an archery range uh, where she uh, that's why she, she the reason why she learned archery is so she can uh, shoot arrows at Bill a picture of Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she says. <laughs> like what the fuck. So in the video now, we have a still of, uh, I guess, a hut she has with, what is this, just random authors' names, Tolstoy, Dickens, Jane Austen, Chekhov, Old Dusty, Hans Christian Andersen, Bronte, Charlotte Bronte, rather. Names, dude. Those yeah. are names. I, I don't know. On that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs, Marky. Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry, and I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. <laughs> so it's a shot of her with a, like a, a river in full flow and around it are her rocks that are painted blue and trees. <laughs> the, the trunks are also painted blue. She's an amazing person. I'm not <laughs> so, going to lie. Like this is some good shit. This is, this is, um, you're sympathetic towards her now. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had money and I just owned property in the middle of upstate New York, I'd totally do the same dumb shit. But I wouldn't <laughs> you, show people it. You live I'd in be, the like, woods. kind of embarrassed. In the house with like yeah. a stack full of all the papers that you've ever received, living with uh, probably mice. That. I, I'd probably think that's like, if I did that, I'd probably be like, dude, I gotta get rid of this shit. I'm hoarding. 
there's something wrong with me, and I would force <laughs> myself to get rid of this shit. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, she gotta... embraces her insanity, so it's great. I mean, yeah. But uh, we can't skip over this. So she 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 found a dry riverbed, and she was so upset by the, the river not flowing that she she decided to paint the rocks and the trees blue. But, but then at she the realized time of filming <laughs> the river is in like full force. It's, it's almost like it's a seasonal thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like dictated by the level of rainfall. Weird, huh? Yeah. So she hikes around her house for three miles every day with her dog. She's, she was oh 75 years God. old. God! Video six years ago. God, that's the best loud. piece of advice I've ever given. What a horrible question to ask an advice column. Oh my God! Hang on. Eat. Drink. Told you. And be merry. That's it. That's my advice. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> What's disgusting? Is it her advice to say, eat, drink, and be merry? Or is it her no, car? No, it's her Honda is... Civic, like uh, fucking, or Toyota Prius, sorry, with like fucking retarded dots everywhere. <laughs> so she, her car is the Toyota Prius. Keep your crazy inside, man. Just keep your, your crazy somewhere else. You don't need to <laughs> show you're crazy. She has a Toyota Prius, and it's uh, dark colored, but it has like polka dot blue... <laughs> All over the car. Yeah, there used to be rain here. There used to be a river here, so I painted my car blue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great that she admits that she drinks a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I mean, she was she's right there on camera, like eat, drink, and be merry. But do you do you remember how she came across on um, Anderson Cooper when she was t- saying that rape is sexy? No, I, I I I've I've heard this quote, but I've not actually seen the actual video. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pull I just up. don't find um, rape sexy, I guess. I, I think what I gather from these videos is that she's a person that thinks about sex a lot. And of course, that has like no bearing on the case, but it's, it's, it's kind of Well, no, I mean, yeah, she's a degenerate, and there's nothing wrong with being degenerate. Like, it's just what it is. Okay, I'll, I'll run the video of um, E. Jean Cow. Rape is sexy. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fan- <laughs> Let's take a short break. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly what happened. You remember? <laughs> well, no, as soon as no, she said, though, but she's not saying rape is sexy. She says most people, people think it. Yeah, yeah, but she does not think rape sexy. That's why she said rape isn't sexual. Yeah, well, she was talking about the specific thing with Trump, but I don't wow. think she's wrong that there's like a large contingent of people who, well, yeah, adopt rape, rape fantasies. in their fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, that's fair. Yeah, but she's clearly like not primed for um for for television. And that's why Anderson Cooper panics. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. You're fascinating to talk to. Yeah, it's kind of gobbled in this video, but he's like, as if soon this as he podcast hears, doesn't take, dude, if this podcast doesn't take off, the next name should be You're Fascinating to Talk To. It would be a nice name. <laughs> Just you, want, you want to call the podcast You're Fascinating, you're fascinating to Talk To. To talk to. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a like suck up thing to say. 
But yeah, yeah. Anderson Cooper says like, as soon as he hears <laughs> most people fantasize about rape, he's like, okay, we gotta take a short break. Yeah, I would probably take a short break too. At that point, he's like, dude, ah. he's like, shit, she's on to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The guy's gay. Anderson Cooper's gay. Isn't that like uh, public knowledge? Yeah, but it, no, no. But he was a slave owner too, so he definitely thinks rape's sexy. <laughs> you don't remember? He's a he's, he's a family of slave owners. I mean. Isn't everybody yeah. in America eventually gonna be related to a slave owner? Not me. I'm an immigrant. So, like, legit, he thinks rape is sexy because that's what they did to all the the, the African Americans. That's why he's like, you know, hot and bothered. He's like, shit, shit. You don't. Just by the way, you don't out. have to be straight to rape. A, oh, rape speaking somebody. of which, have you seen that clip of Larry David where he finds out that his um, ancestors were slave owners? No, that's amazing. Okay, I'll pull that up now. Uh, we'll finish. I guess we'll finish that clip of. Um, Eugene Carroll to begin with, though. Take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> that was it? We just had to watch it again. We did. Okay, so Larry David finds out his great-grandfather was a slave owner. I'm telling you, this is like all Americans at some point. Well, I believe this is it. just such an Larry odd combination David. on my father's side of the, of the Germany and, and the South. Yeah. Two places that we have fought against as a country. Yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. I hope no slaves show up on this. Please turn the page. Now, Larry, this is another part of the 18th century. Oh, oh, you did it! You did it! I knew it! I knew it! Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Boy! That's b unbelievable. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Name of the slave owner, Henry Bernstein. My great-grandfather was a slave owner. Slaves, one really female, age four, mulatto. <laughs> one female, age 17, mulatto. Oh. You can't say you really lived in America unless you own a slave. Oh, professor, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can see why my father didn't want to tell me anything about his family. Yeah. So you link me a list of slave owners? Yeah, there's a whole list on the Wikipedia where you can list, see every slave owner ever, apparently. This is a complete list. The following is a list know. of notable people who owned other people as slaves. I don't know. They're all notable. I mean, if you're a slave owner, you're notable. I don't care how notable you have to be. So I don't see Larry David anywhere on here. So somebody's probably... <laughs> We've got to add him. Are you sure? Have you actually looked under the heading of D? <laughs> Davis. Yes. Davis. Well, his last name was Bernstein, by the way, so... Well, that's his grand grandfather, right? Yeah, but Larry didn't, didn't own the slaves. His grandfather did, so you'd use, look for his name. Okay, you're, you're, you're correct. <laughs> like, what the maybe fuck? His, his grandfather wasn't notable. Right? Uh, I mean, notable people. What, you, what, you're trying to tell me Obviously. slavery isn't a notable thing? I think it's pretty notable. Like, you owning a slave is pretty bad. Right, but it's, it's just known to people. I'm saying if <laughs> yeah. you if you trace things back far enough, I mean the the funny thing is right if there's European. That's funny. Slavery is funny. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. No, yeah. the funny thing is that in in African Americans yeah. there's European admixture, and African Americans like 25 percent, roughly, uh, have European ad admixture. So uh, a decent chunk of them can trace their ancestry back to slave owners. And it's uh, things get a little complicated at that point, don't you think? I just think that if you own a slave, that's pretty bad. 
yeah, we're, we're we're not we're not disagreeing on that point. But Larry David's reaction is kind of funny, though. No, I think it's great. He has a good reaction. Like, oh no, oh my god. <laughs> How would you characterize it? Because like some people like, react to the video, they think that he's like happy. But he's I not happy. He's not autistic. sad. He's just he's just. I think he's just he he's figured. Probably like he's on the show. I mean, this is one of those shows that they find that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So he's probably expecting it to some degree. But at the same time, he's like doesn't really care because he knows he's not like whatever. Like, what's he gonna do? Like, what did he do? He didn't do anything. He's not proud of it. He's need to like grovel. Like, so like I don't know. I don't feel like he it does anything for him other than just gives him clarity. I don't know. Don't you feel like he's a little bit embarrassed about it? Not really. He's Larry Daviding about it. I don't. Yeah, he's, maybe a he's little doing bit. his thing. But sure. I, maybe a little bit, but I don't think he really is, though. I feel like he's, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't even care. Like, he's just doing, like, his typical Larry David thing where he's, like, just, like, whatever. I don't know. I like, feel like he's deflating with his whole, like, laughter and shit. Like, I think he definitely may, feels awkward. I don't know. Maybe, like, Larry Like, he's, he's being confronted, yeah. like, with uh, uh, what I assume is, like, a black academic who's, like, no, but reading this is like, out they, his they, list of his ancestors' crimes. I know, but this black am- academic does this stuff, like, with celebrities all the time. So, like... Have you seen that's the That's the thing. Yeah, I, well, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen clips. Like, this guy does this with, like, everybody, practically. It's like, right. they'll just look at the history of you in America, and sometimes, very often, at least, you'll find out... Like, he did one with, with Anderson Cooper, actually. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so um, that one you want to look up. Uh, What's the name if you of the show? I don't remember, dude. I don't watch this dumb, dumb fucking. Uh, okay. I don't. Uh, I don't watch this type of like what they call it, uh, white guilt shit. I don't watch this shit. It doesn't do me any good. <laughs> like, I just feel like Larry David just, you know, was interested in a part of his family that his his father wasn't going to tell him about, and he found out about this. But I mean, you you have to go into the show expecting the worst, you know. But the worst is what that you were related to somebody that was a slave owner. Oh, big fucking deal. They okay. owned a four year old and a seventeen year old. Speaking um, speaking of and they're white mulatto. Guilt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna veer wildly off topic here, but have oh you seen goodness. that video? It's like a couple years old now, but it's a guy who like bursts into university lectures, and he says, "When you say uh, when I say slavery, you say sorry." Have you seen that video? <laughs> I think I have. Yeah, it's so good. I'm gonna run that now. Happy Black History Month. When I say slavery, you say sorry. Slavery. When I say slavery, you say sorry, slavery. Sorry. It's okay, guys. When I say slavery, you okay. say sorry, slavery. <laughs> it's okay, guys. That's, that's what cracks me up. Is the guy's like, it's okay, guys. I think it's funny because like apparently you can just say sorry and that's it. <laughs> that's crazy. I think that's what keeps the the video lighthearted. Is the guy the guy's comment of like, it's oh, okay, absolutely. Guys. No, one hundred percent, and it makes, but it also makes kind of a joke about the whole like reparations thing in a way. I mean, that's probably not the intent, but I, I that's why I see it as like, and it isn't so somewhat of a joke because it's like not taken that serious. Like if you can joke about it, then it's not serious. Yeah. So Larry David finds out he was his grandfather was a slave owner. Yeah, yeah. Eugene Carroll wins eighty three point three million from Trump, and um, she's quite an eccentric lady. Yeah, but that money's probably from slave slavery though. So who really won? <laughs> who really won? <laughs> Black America lost, as always. That's what we know. Yeah. But you so okay, okay, your um your conclusion was 
things are not <laughs> worse for Trump in terms of like so. being perceived as a sexual abuser this election well, cycle than 2016. I just don't think he can get any lower. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like. He, go ahead. It, like he has such a core audience as it is, he can it can only improve. Right. And when the clarity is that they had to force it out at this stage, and it wasn't even an actual trial, but a defamation case, a trial, like. I feel like it galvanizes his base, doesn't hurt his base. And if anything, people that might be on the fence were like, you know what? That's kind of bullshit. This is a defamation case because he's saying that he didn't rape her. That was a defamation. Like, that's ridiculous. So I, I feel like it, it doesn't I feel like it doesn't hurt Trump as much as they would think. Yeah, I feel I feel that's what's so difficult to like work out what swings things because people are so yeah. entrenched. Because, well, yeah, like, absolutely. He has that like diehard core base support that like you could literally tell them anything and like they're they're not going to change their opinions. Although there is, um, yeah, if we want to pivot to the, to like polling, then um, there's a poll oh, out yeah. from NBC which says Trump is the leading Biden by five points among registered voters, forty-seven to fifty, uh, forty-two. Oh, but, I thought, I thought you're gonna say like 47 to 42 in women registered voters. That'd be hilarious. No, this is just general registered voters. No, no, right? no. I got what you're saying. But that that would be surprising if I saw that shit. Through no, no, no. We're just gonna pivot a little bit towards whether people are aware, aware of his legal troubles. And there's like questions about like Republicans. There's a certain amount of Republicans who are just in this echo, like. Uh, Echo chamber, chamber, yeah. And they don't even know like about his legal troubles. I don't know how that's possible, but considering that Trump posts about them on on um, Truth Social, but um, because so no NBC... one really uses Truth Social. <laughs> what about Truth Social? Maybe that's what. Probably no one really uses Truth Social. That's why. Yeah, that too. I I don't know why Trump is still using Truth Social because his um exclusivity uh, contract thing, the exclusivity deal he had with Truth Social is expired and he's been um, unbanned from Twitter. So he could Good question. in theory uh, post on Twitter like today. He still does tw tweet there from time to time. He reposts uh, Truth Social stuff I think. You've, I don't think I, so. I don't think he's touched he, Twitter since he was, he's, he's been banned. He's, he's touched it to post his fucking uh, picture of being like um, when he got photoed like for his, his mugshot. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not really on Twitter, so if you if you're telling me that was huge, person, that was uh, his first news post was his mugshot. Ah, uh, okay. All right, so he's using Twitter. That's good. <laughs> All right, no, that was that was the only thing he posted on here. Apparently, okay, just his mugshot. Yeah. So he's not he's not really using Twitter. I feel like that's his inability to admit defeat. Like he wants to push his platform. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, so NBC News poll. Uh, registered voters 47 to 42 for Trump uh, in, in terms of uh, Trump v. Biden but the final question of the survey asks voters um, what would their choice be between Trump and Biden if Trump is found guilty and convicted of a felony this year so the NBC poll says if Trump were convicted then Biden would win 45 to 43% yeah I think so yeah so but I mean the general trend we're seeing with these lawsuits is that he's putting them off he's delaying them and so it's really a question about whether these lawsuits come to play before uh november or not i know it's funny, kind of funny isn't it i mean it doesn't even make sense as a legal strategy to like push these things down the road 
because maybe they will come back to bite him in the ass. Like maybe they'll come back in October or something. Like is it maybe the better legal strategy is to deal with them now, like ahead of time. Well, and the then problem stop. is he, he deals with them now. Like he has to, he's gonna be so like up, like up to his arm, elbows and shit, right? Plus, they might even force him to not even talk about certain things because he's now like dealing with these cases, which would kind of hinder his ability to even run or even talk about Joe Biden without getting like a slap on the wrist or getting like potential jail time for talking about certain things about the case. What? So by pushing him out, it does give him some flexibility. Plus, the other issue is, like, I do think a lot of the, the, the I don't know a lot, but I do think there's some of them that are just complete or, like, bullshit and should be just tossed out anyways. Um, some of them are, like, argumentative. Well, I think the main thing he's getting, like, slapped on the wrist for is whenever he says that um, the 2020 election was stolen. Like, that's what yeah. he's getting court orders not to, <laughs> not to repeat. He's going to keep saying it, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean it depends. The, like the, the problem, is, like the problem with that one is they keep finding, like with Georgia in particular, they keep finding like situations where things were not done legally. That's why they're introducing like watermarks to uh, a lot of the, the ballots, ballots yeah. now because they're just not. There's a lot of things. I don't think it was stolen by one large entity. I think it's just what this election was so scrutinized, which it should have been, and no one put any like kind of protections on it when they should have, because it was going to be the most, I think it's going to be the most interesting election in the last hundred years, easily. And yet, they... Sorry, you're, like you're talking about important. 2020? Yeah, I think that was the most interesting election of the, like, the last hundred years, easily. Had the most people looking at it, had the most potential to fail, and they did nothing to secure it, other than fortify it for one direction or the other. But they really should have done more homework, essentially, to make sure no one was going to scrutinize it. And they allowed the same kind of corruption, or just general inefficiency of bureaucracy to shut down things like that was a big issue like the only thing i learned from that election whether or not it was stolen or not was that holy shit our process is fucking garbage like that's what i learned yeah i mean i i i just take the cynical approach to these things and i feel like mm. there's a level of corruption and like election stealing yeah on the part of democrats and on the part of republicans and i'm I guess not even it's kind saying of one way or the say, other to not like settle on who's doing more of the stealing. Well, I don't care. I just think the way that what I'm looking at the like the procedures in this place, it's garbage. How do you yeah. pro like how do you pro how do you protect your election without like any form of transparency? And then like just uh, just the whole thing is fucking garbage. Like seriously, I just that's all I saw. I was like, dude, they pushed this thing to break and they allowed it to break, and I was just like. I don't care at that point. Like, and even if, even when they do get all these lawsuits going through and then they find out, oh, well, actually probably was, probably shouldn't have been Biden. Like, what are you going to do? You can't do anything anyways. Like, like the fact that it takes so long to audit this and they're still struggling to audit this is wild. And, the, and like, well, the weird thing is like, they're fighting to audit it too. It's like, why would you fight it? Just let it happen. Like if you did everything by the book, the auditing shouldn't be an issue. I don't know. It just yeah, I, I think the answer silly. is I don't know why you guys don't use paper ballots like uh, universal. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's there. So from what I understand, it's each state is allowed to do run their own election the way they want, which is yeah. fair. You don't want the federal yeah. to, whatever. But the problem is like, each state's run by party. Each, it's one party or the other. You know, so it could definitely. It's a, there's a problem with that. So. 
when you have that kind of shit where it's being run by a third party, like not actual federal or state government, but by a political club, it's kind of wild. Like you can see where the corruption can come in through like with gerrymandering votes and stuff like that or locations. I, I don't know. It just, the whole process looked garbage to me when I started looking at it and I still think it's garbage and, and it just sucks. It's just sad. Yeah, I would, so, I would yeah. agree with you. Like if I want to take an example, it, um, there was some guidance that Arizona released uh, in January. And if you read the guidance, it really sounds like they're trying to encourage non-citizens, non-citizens to vote. So they, they published something which said important information regarding proof of citizenship. And it stated, um, a person must be a US citizen in order to register and vote. A person who submits valid proof of citizenship with his or her voter registration form is entitled to vote in all federal, state, and a county and local elections in which she, he or she is eligible. The voter registration form must otherwise be sufficiently complete. A person is not required to submit proof of citizenship with a voter registration form, but failure to do so means the person will only be eligible to vote in federal elections. So like, in one sense, it's, it's telling you um, proof of citizenship is required to vote in uh, federal, state, and county and local elections. But if you read yeah. between the lines, it says you don't need proof of citizenship. And if you don't have proof of citizenship, then you can vote in federal elections. Like, you, this means no. presidential yeah. elections. Absolutely. That, like, literally makes no sense. Like, I don't see why... That's the only election you, you should need proof of citizenship is the presidential election, the federal election. The local ones, I can understand why you'd want... In, in some form, I can understand more why would you want people living there to have ability to vote. But the yeah, same wh- time, whether they're safe. legal or not, they're going to be quite impacted by local politics. Right. And so there's there's an argument there for including... There's more of an argument than federally speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's... Yeah, absolutely. But I don't, I don't, I don't think there's, a, I don't, I don't think either's right. But I think it makes more sense if you did it local and state. But yeah, like, like, like um, why should non-citizens define foreign policy? But like, why should they have an influence right. on America's foreign policy? But you can kind of see why they have a stake in things when it comes to local politics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm ignoring the potential for abuse, obviously. But I don't. I don't. Don't see what they have a stake in for for uh, foreign and domestic. Like besides, yeah, doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, make this makes me all sad now. <laughs> well, I don't mean to depress you. That's all right. Yeah, but on the bright side, right? Um, is it Georgia that 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 count that uh, state that's introducing um, watermarks on the ballots? Yeah, I think it was Georgia's watermarks. Georgia, yeah, that, that's what's good. That's what's going to be interesting. Is twenty twenty obviously it was quite exceptional uh, election in terms of the yeah. everybody was was uh, under lockdown and people had greater incentive, I guess you could say, to uh, vote via mail, mail and mail and ballot. Yeah, yeah, like why not? And like, are we going to see? Are we going to see the same trends where if you give somebody the option of like turning up to vote? Or doing a mail-in ballot, but the situation is uh, the the context is different. Where like you are freely allowed to go and vote in person, maybe people are just not going to be incentivized to turn up in person and vote. 
And if they're not incentivized to turn up in person vote when the option is available to them, maybe they don't use a mail-in mail ballot. As opposed to in 2020, if the only option is for them to mail in, uh, submit their votes via mail-in ballot, then they just do that. They just do that because what the fuck else do they have to do during a lockdown? They're like feel yeah, like the part of the system um, doing that. Well, might as well. I mean, they're getting they're getting mailed to them. Why not use it? I mean, they probably came at the same time they got their uh, like uh, um, stimulus checks. So it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, and, and like regardless of whether you're you're Democrat or Republican, like if you followed the election in 2020, it was like weird for the average person. It was weird to see like the in-person votes counted first and Trump come out with a huge lead and then the mail-in ballots get counted and then that lead just get flipped overnight and it would be like 3 a.m. or something where most people are oh, yeah, asleep and then all of a sudden it looks like Trump's going to win and then it gets flipped to Biden as a, as a consequence of mail-in ballots so it'll be really interesting in 2024 to see if like mail-in ballots are still going to play that have the same role in like flipping it comes elections comes down to availability really and, and the systems in place I, I mean I don't know. I, I, whatever. The whole system's kind of like silly when it comes to mail-in ballots, and I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't even. I don't even know how you even proof those. That's my problem. Like, I, I get like the general idea how you proof a mail-in ballot, but I get the. But then again, you don't really need to get your ID checked when you do a like a like a like a vote like in some states anyway. So it's like, I don't know. The whole system feels kind of wonk. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't really care for election integrity most days. The only thing I care about is whether or not the Israeli state survives through the Palestinian war. Um, I really hope <laughs> okay. they do. Yeah. Well, if you want to pivot to that, then maybe it's going to be a liability for Biden. His whole handling of um, Israel-Palestine and mm. the lawsuit that has been filed against him by, I think it's 77 countries. Maybe that number has changed. But um, the International Court of Justice wants to press um, charges against Joe Biden for abetting genocide. <laughs> Retarded. Genocide by proxy, basically. I mean, the funny thing is, in the news, it was like reported as, like, this is the first time a, a, a U.S. president has been charged of genocide. But I'm pretty sure this happened with George Bush, too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like... I don't. I mean, depends. I mean, it's first time from that specific group, but man, there's always ways to weasel in the first time, and if you really wanted to, it's like first female president with a mole on her right cheek. Like, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If 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 Biden is causing a genocide in Israel, that's wild. I just never thought dark dark Biden would be, or sorry, dark Brandon would be a real thing, <laughs> but apparently it is. But no, I'm, I think it's a real problem with his like progressive voters, right? If he is seen as genocide Joe, if he's like perceived as this person who is assisting in the genocide of Palestinians, I think that switches See, off a big section of progressive voters. I mean, but what do you think is going to happen with that? Like, I don't think like, do you think if Trump was in the same position, you think Trump would be doing be called the same thing? Like, Trump would be supporting Israel. Yeah, Trump 100%. would be. Support, he did support Israel, right? And he, he moved that yeah. embassy from. Um, what, I don't know. What, he moved to it to Jerusalem, Jerusalem right? right? Yeah, from uh, Tel Aviv. Yeah, which is a, a, a city which is uh, shared between Palestinians and um, and Jews and Israelis and, and, and everybody really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would Trump do? So I don't know if this. 
so I don't think it was, it was I don't think this I don't know if this even hurts Biden though. I mean, they might be upset with him, but the same thing, what's the alternative voting the guy that would do the same thing? Yeah, but I think that's the thing. Like they won't the way I see this playing down, playing out is that they wouldn't turn out to vote for um, Biden. Of course they're not going to turn out to vote for Trump either. It's not going to flip any yeah. votes. But maybe it like means they don't turn up to vote for him. Like apathetic. You think it's going to increase apathy? Yeah. Yeah. Potentially, but like there's so many protests on the streets um with chance calling for for um well not calling for but calling joe biden let's see if i can pull some up it's just like it's do they hate trump more or they or they like genocide more or hate genocide more because that, that'll be the determination. If they hate genocide more than, than well, Trump, I think the other thing that, then... that the other factor that plays into it is maybe complacency because Joe Biden is yeah. the sitting pres- president. Maybe they think it's a foregone conclusion that Joe wins. And I feel like these kinds of voters need to be sold on the narrative that you need to vote for Joe to stop Trump. Well, yeah, that's, but they're not really doing a good job at that at all, at least from my, my perspective. Yeah, we, we, haven't go, we haven't got to that point yet. Like, that was the yeah. messaging in 2020 and a little bit in 2016, although most people thought Hillary was going to win. A little bit in 2020 yeah. uh, 20, that it was like, a vote, just vote Joe so that you don't get Trump. But I yeah, feel like that's this the... election cycle, we haven't got there yet. So basically, it comes down to, in my book, is if you vote for Joe Biden, you're basically saying genocide's okay. Yeah, I you're, think you're that, saying Trump's worse than genocide. That's what you're saying. So Trump's. So that's what they're saying. Like that's how I look at it. It's the saying. By not voting, means you're saying genocide is way more important this election. I'm just saying, let's just all not vote. Well, it's it's gonna that that message of like whether Joe Biden is responsible for genocide is gonna resonate differently for for different people. But oh, absolutely. I, I feel like with progressives, it is something that catches on. Like. Uh, I was about to say like it or not, but that has nothing to do with things. Like America, ethnically, is more diverse the younger you go in terms of age group. And I feel like younger voters are more sympathetic to shall we shall we say black and brown causes, or that that That's could be true. that could be like a a proxy for the younger you are as a voter, the more sympathetic you are to Palestine. And yeah, that's why we see people out in the streets with like banners saying genocide Joe. Like this one, uh, the, the one I've pulled up is a banner which says the people say no to genocide Joe. And that's sponsored by the party for socialism and liberation. I feel like there's, there's definitely a contingent of super progressive left-wing people that are just not going to turn out for, for, for Joe Biden because of his handling of Israel Gaza. Yeah. I mean, you should probably be bombing Israel right now and he's not, it's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, instead he's gonna bomb Iran. To uh, that, that's a, that? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's a whole other thing of whether Biden will like entrench into another Middle East conflict to try and get a war boost. It's weird though because he just got fucked in a, like in Afghanistan. He's gonna go do that. Like a little weird, eh? It's just big business, I think, at this point. Big business, like, if you want to be specific, you mean, um, like, the military-industrial well, complex? Yeah, dude, it's just, like, he's just ingrained in that, man. 
We just need more. We need more wars, I think, and that's the biggest problem we have. Well, I think the the Ukraine thing is winding up, and that's like another thing that will play out in the election cycle is whether Ukraine will be seen as as a success or not. Because if you evaluate things objectively, like Ukraine lost territory, like currently Ukraine lost territory, and they can't reclaim it, so that's that's a loss, no. Hundred <laughs> percent. And no matter how it's, much money America or the EU pour into trying to regain that territory by like buying arms for Ukraine, that's just that's just not where we're at with the with the conflict. Um, so yeah. maybe things have got to switch up, and like there's a different theater of conflict where the military and industrial complex can make their case for you should pull money into this thing, because I think Ukraine has run its course. It's like. We oh, pulled yeah. money I mean, into this. We don't see a result. Was it $200 billion or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because the EU has recently approved $50 billion for Ukraine. But it everything says speaks to the contrary of like, this thing is winding down. Like, there's it's a stalemate. Like, if you see um, Zelensky wants to sack his general, like the, the highest general. I, I don't know what the term is. And the guy has a name which also begins with Z, which doesn't make it easy. But he wants to sack his like leading general because the general says the conflict is in a stalemate. Well, it is. I mean, they have had very little gains with the biggest offensive they had. It's it's gonna be it'd be insane to continue the way they're doing it because they're just gonna bleed themselves, you know, white basically. It's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like that's the way the things are going to go with the Ukraine conflict is that Russia will have control of Crimea, maybe they'll have control of Donbass and like other regions, and they'll like end up ahead. Like, so basically, the the breakaway regions that wanted to leave are going to be allowed to leave. Yeah, wowzers. Yeah, that's that, that's the way the things are currently, and yeah. that's that's not how things seem if you like follow mainstream media, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like Russia is like conquered Kiev or some shit, right? And that's yeah, why Ukraine is able to entertain this narrative of like they're winning or they're holding their ground because they have like all of their core territories. But at the end of the day, yeah. Russia made gains. Yeah, I mean, I think they're still holding more than they started the war with. Not much, but it's so... Yeah, it, it's... It's it's a weird war for, because it's definitely like a stalemate at this point because Russia doesn't care about whatever uh, their people and Ukraine doesn't have enough people to matter um, and they're not getting enough manpower and their tactics are not good enough to really break you know it, to break the the defenses because like before it took like a lot of time to lay minefields but now you can lay mines with these drones you can scatter mines everywhere. So, like, every inch is going to be fought for, and that's what's been happening. Like, you can give them all the armored vehicles in the world, but they have to leave their vehicles to clear the minefield every single fucking time. So it doesn't matter, like, at all. I don't know. It just, the whole situation looks just retarded, to be honest. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll see some, like, changing of territory when it comes to spring and, like, things thaw and we get out of the winter, but as of right now have you seen those videos where like um russian troops and ukrainian troops are like plagued by rats um no sounds awesome though <laughs> uh, i can't pull that up right now but like there's just like rat infestations on the front line 
and they're like eat all of their supplies they like chew through their clothing and they like fill up their tanks with rats you just can't do shit i mean that's what happened in world war one yeah it's like literally what happened there too so like why would it not be any different if all these people decomposing and there's like just yeah they're gonna go there that's what rats do yeah, but we still got like nine months or so before the election swings around and maybe things will change up hands when it comes to Ukraine. I honestly thought this thing would have been wrapped up by December. Like, you know, you have like Klitschko releasing statements about um, not making progress in the war. You've got the top general saying the war is a stalemate. I feel like it's a foregone conclusion at this point that Ukraine is never going to get back the territory that they started with. But I don't know how long it will take to catch up, whether Biden will like keep this shit extended, like keep up the pretense that Ukraine can get that shit back past the election so that it doesn't get seen as a foreign policy failure. Yeah. But maybe Americans don't care. Maybe, I mean... It's there's like a lot of money towards Ukraine, but maybe Americans just are switched off from this stuff. No, actually, Russia did lose some of the land they t- took in 2014, but not by not a lot though. That's yeah, I don't know. It's there's a lot of money being invested into it, and I just it is like a meat grinder, and it's it's going to be a very bloody meat grinder for a while. And I don't think Ukraine can continuously. Or Russia, that is, continue this fight the way they're fighting. I mean, their biggest hope is that Putin gets toppled, but that's why they're holding out. Like, that's literally the only thing they really have going for them is if Putin gets toppled. But I just don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, unless Greta Thunberg comes in <laughs> does something. She might be able to do something. Have, have you seen great. that Tucker Carlton is in Russia right now? He's trying to get an interview with uh, Putin. That's oh, that's crazy. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Think about it. Yeah, there's a bit like photos of him at the airport and photos of him at the opera house. Uh, I guess the idea is that he get an interview with Putin. That's what what if he like gets a peace treaty? Wouldn't that be fucking cool? I mean, that's Only the funny thing about Russia, right? Is that they're they're like they're saying, recognize Donbass, Zaporizhia, Crimea, and we can have an end to this war. And at, at some point, the UK, like Boris Johnson, had a word with Zelensky and told him like. Nah, you gotta fight for this. You gotta get back all of your territory, and that like seemed to prolong the war <laughs> to where we're at at this oh, yeah. point. That's fair. I mean, the first thing I do is listen to an old empire when it comes to war, like because they know what they're talking about. Like they've never lost anything, so yeah, it makes sense. Like Boris Johnson, fucking incredible strategist, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. There's definitely like a disconnect between Zelensky, who wants to just take the borders back to what they were before pre-conflict. I don't, I don't mean I don't even think he wants the borders. I think he just likes the money coming in. You think you think things have gotten to his head, like he's enjoying the public profile? I mean, he's a fucking actor, right? Why would he not be? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, it's literally built into his like narcissistic nature. Like, why wouldn't why would he not be in love with this shit? Yeah, I'm not, not saying anything bad about it, just saying, like, would you expect any less? Yeah, but, like, I think his um, his star has fallen somewhat from the beginning of the conflict. Like that That's why oh, we have videos of him. That's why he's a meme, like, out there saying, 
please give me credit. <laughs> well, yeah, like, that's all he's doing is like get asking for money. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think his message has become tired, and like to the point where now he's a meme. He's no longer like. What was he in? Like the Grammys or the Oscars? What? What? what the Golden Globes? He was like everywhere at the beginning of the conflict. Yeah, no idea. But yeah, he was everywhere. You're right. And and now they like can't get you. Can't even get a meeting with like one of their deputy ministers. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Yeah, he, he was gave with the Russia's Russia's uh, uh, Russia's official military budget was only seventy five billion dollars in twenty twenty two. So we gave we gave them like almost three times their budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's wild. Like, then they still can't do anything. They out-budgeted them, and they still can't make any ground or any headway. But, but like, you know, a proportion of that is going to be diverted to the black market, and it's going to go to... Market of color, but yes, you're absolutely right. Going to go to the market of color. It's going to go to yeah. completely other countries as, as like... The local uh, warlords divert that shit to to, to other countries. They seize yeah. shipments of arms, send them on to Africa. I don't know, as they should be, for sure. I think there was like a CNBC or NBC um, report about how like only thirty percent of the aid got what made its way to Russia, but then they had to take them down for some reason. That's really bad. I wouldn't be surprised though. Because that's go over land, so I'm sure like a lot of that's being taxed by like Hungary and shit. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult to pull up that. Mm. Yeah, anyway, there's there's definitely a percentage that just doesn't get to Ukraine. Like some some land baron is taking their cut and diverting the shit. And at mm. a certain point, like, is it a money issue? Or is it a manpower a issue? issue or like it's a lot of issues and a lot of issues have to do with the fact that modern warfare is not like cavalry going through like mobility and just like outflanking shit. It just will not happen. Like it just doesn't work that way anymore. The only reason we saw like great like headwind during um, like, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom, a lot of fun shit is because we literally had, for one, we had combat of arms, like cross service. So we could annihilate it. Number two, Saddam literally buried their jets because they figured they're just gonna come in, whatever, and and they'll leave like they did in Desert Storm. That's not what happened. So like literally, we don't have those situations where, you know, you can fight an enemy that's so technologically behind you that it's gonna be just a quick steamroll. Uh, the closest we got to that conf to a conflict like that was early in the the, the Russo-Ukrainian War. Actually, is when they were trying to like throw like columns of troops through their through Ukraine to capture shit, and they just overstretched their supply lines like stupid, like dead dumb shit. But that's the closest we got to that in this conflict. Mm -hmm. I don't. You you just can't do it like the way they think warfare is. It's going to be a trench war. Not one side has ridiculous superiority. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at the live map now, showing like. Oh uh, yeah, it's live. Ukraine, Russian control. So, obviously, Russians. Russia still has Crimea. 
Russia still has uh, Luhansk. Well, there's there's never going to be a point in time where Russia is going to give up Crimea. Even yeah, even if Putin is get Yeah, exactly. They need a cold a warm water port. Period end of story. So even if Putin's regime is toppled, that's never going to happen regardless. Or the, you know, unless they want a civil war in Russia, and I don't think that's what they want. I mean, maybe the globalists do, but that's not what the Russians generally are going to want to have have happen. So that will never fly. Um, yeah, the other regions which literally voted to leave Ukraine and they fought a civil war for you know several years before Russia integrated. Not even I'm really surprised they want to go that far as well. Um, yeah, I can't but, remember them all off the top of my head, but we got Crimea, we got Zaporizhia, we got Donetsk, we got Luhansk, and they're all yeah. occupied by Russian forces right now. Yeah. But the thing is, like, when when the Soviet Union broke up, these areas voted for, you know, freedom from the so the USSR, right? And large the the areas that that are now part of that are occupied by Russia are the are also the regions that wanted to stay within the Soviet bloc. I mean, at one point in time, Ukrainians were generally Russophiles. It's just they came became less favorable to Russians since you had um, Holdemar, 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 Holodomor. Holdemar. You know what I'm saying? The fucking genocide basically happened if they're in the Soviet Union. But like, but generally speaking, like there's still like Russians or Russia immigrants that are like or post Soviets that are still pro so like pro Russian like in all these countries even Poland Belarus Lithuania Latvia they're just a minority so to even like assume like these people aren't kind of right is also difficult to even argue because obviously there's a self-determination um which is usually considered rule of law mm -hmm. um the problem is Russia is now stepping forward and they try to what was their even reason for invading Ukraine after denazification? Like, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like some weird fucking weird shit. It. I don't know what the fuck that was about. I I can only assume maybe there's a strategic reasoning. Maybe they thought like they were gonna get attacked by Ukraine, or Ukraine was building up, or they thought Ukraine's position was weak, so they could probably topple it in a day and just get it done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's like. Um... You can make a sympathetic case towards Russia where it's they were concerned about NATO expansion. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, I mean, beyond that, I don't see... I, I don't see Russia ever accepting losing Crimea, period. And those other areas are always going to be an issue for Ukraine because they're going to have to be um, de-educated, basically re-educated. Right, but like strategically, that's not where we're at right now. Like Russia can, controls Crimea. If you... Where, whatever date this uh, people are listening to this, they can go to liveuamap.com. They can have a look at the Ukraine map, and they can see how much Russia controls, how much Ukraine controls, and I, I'm I'm pretty like sure that they're gonna see the balance of power favors Russia. Like, well, it's a bit bit, bit, a bit of a mis misuse of that phrase, but um, they can see that most of the territory, like Russia, has gains, Ukraine not so much. Like you can see Ukraine, I mean you were looking at this, but we can see Ukraine in the darker blue, and they just don't have that much. When Russia's concerned about Crimea, Zaporizhia, Donetsk, Luhansk, and they have those regions. Yeah, but it just it just comes down to a negotiation uh, tactic, right? Like, what will Russia accept? They want, and what is Ukraine? What is they or their wants? They don't match. 
Like, yeah, we're talking, we're not talking like feudal times where we can have like a big battle. These are bloody battles, bloody, a bloody conflict. And they think they Ukraine wants to capture all that shit back. How? How many hundreds of thousands of people are going to die? How many millions of people are going to die? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, how many people have already died in the Ukraine conflict? Like, can how often do they have to keep raising the age of <laughs> recruitment? There's got to be a point in which it's like, I mean, if you when listen to the to top general, it's a stalemate. Like, they're not going to make gains. They need to come to the, the negotiating table and say, okay, fine, yeah. you guys control these territories. Those are yours now. But let's just agree that you're not going to like come into Kiev. Um, Unless the conflict grows further, that it like expands upon that front, there's no way Ukraine can get what they want. It just doesn't make any sense. They're going to be bleeding each other, but Russia has more of a population pool, and like they can sustain it. Yeah, I mean, so fuck both I, these countries. I, I think that's like, the pro. Forever. I think that's the problem. I think there are key members of the Ukraine. Um, what's the word? Uh, administration that do recognize that like see things for what they are and are kind of accept that it's it's not realistic to make demands from russia um and they're like okay i mean Crimea there's certain ones you can make though but like you can make like for instance the like for instance the land they want to they want to grab like it, there's a it's a strategic area so like there's a, a river that's good for defense and for both for both parties it's a natural border for one pretty good Number two, they can they can request a demilitarized zone or something like that between the two, and have UN inspectors. They can do several things to at least like buffer themselves to not be so afraid of the Russian bear, but like they're not gonna get that land back. Like, <laughs> like it's, just, it's not gonna happen. I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, will they lo- will, will they will Russia get more land out of this? No, I don't think so either. But we're at a, a situation where you have to kind of like start cutting your losses and that's the weird thing and it's like they just yeah I, I think that's what we're seeing from um Zelensky's top general that's what we're seeing from um the boxer what's his name Klitschko the mayor of Kiev they want to come to the table Zelensky doesn't want to come to the table and um wh- whether we see this continue for the next nine months or so whether the the situation is the same where Russia holds gains and Ukraine can't um retrieve them can't make a counteroffensive, then it'll just be interesting, I guess, to see whether that plays out in American media as a like foreign policy failure for Biden or not. Well, that's fair. I it's, I, I think it's also going to assist with the um, the natural gas prices just spiking constantly because apparently, uh, from what I read, uh, the Ukrainians are now going to be targeting more refineries, which is going to be but- really good for them. Is that an issue for America? Is it? Do you feel like it's an issue for everybody? Because if the global market, if the production of uh, energy gets like shortages, then prices go up all around. Even if it's not directly the same thing. So if anything, with Ukraine doing that, they're actually kind of attacking American sovereignty by fluctuating, causing fluctuations in energy, natural, not natural energy prices. If you could argue that. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I well, 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 tell me, tell me about how it is for you. Like you've lost two years. It's, I think it's almost two years of the conflict. Lost two years of the conflict. Yeah. Do you feel like prices at the pump are higher? And do you feel like resentment 
over the Ukrainian war as a result? Or you think things have settled down now? Like, what is it like? I mean, the prices are always fluctuating here, but I, I feel like they definitely could get a lot better if they if, if the production was was there, the prices would be a lot lower. That's that's something generally I do understand, you know. So, do I think it's worse because of the Ukraine conflict? Obviously, it's worse. But how much is it really affected me? Much? Not really. Yeah. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of things that affected that point in time. Like COVID caused a lot of issues with production as well. Yeah. But do I under? But do I think it's a good idea to be targeting energy producers at a time during an election? Probably not going to really help the Biden administration if prices spike. Um, because Ukrainians are targeting uh, fuel, I don't know if that's a great idea. Um, I think I think and that's, that I think that leads to us to the, to the topic of um, there seems to be a lot of macroeconomic data which says the economy is doing fine, but at the same time there's a disconnect between a certain um, well I don't know I'm so I'm in Europe right and I've I notice uh, the effects of inflation, but it doesn't affect me in the sense that I feel that whatever the price of essentials is, I'm going to pay it. And I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, but, I'm in the same boat. I'm financially stable, so I don't worry about the prices as much. But what I do know is prices have gone up because of inflation and wages have not, like they always say, wages do not keep in step with prices. They always lag behind. A considerable amount, actually. They lag behind. Um, so I've noticed the same thing, but like uh, the economy's doing well, apparently. I don't, I mean, maybe it is, like, because production's probably getting back to where it should have been like four years ago. But I don't, I'm still paying like retarded money for things. Like GPU prices are still high. Like for no reason, really, because of underproduction. There's a lot of like silly things going on. Like cars are just expensive. Yeah, that that I think that's a good way to put it. Like silly things are going on. Like it it, it doesn't it doesn't carry the same gravitas as the jobs report saying three hundred fifty three thousand jobs are added in January. But it's like kind of anecdotal things, like on the ground reporting. You think about like you want to buy something from Burger King or McDonald's and the price of these things is so inflated. It just feels like the economy isn't working. Like for me in Europe, I have to spend, I don't know, like uh, 11, 12 euros on a meal on a, for like one of the premium burgers. And it's like, why would I do that? Why would I now spend money on fast food now that it's expensive? Yeah, it's supposed to be affordable, not just quick. Yeah, like the, 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 um, the cost benefit is completely out of the window where it's like i i'm better off spending money at a premium burger joint like i'm better off spending yeah. <clears throat> a couple more euros for like a good product at like something like five guys like i don't know no, if people I, agree, I agree with that but i agree with that I, I i've seen the same thing like it's just you're used to be able to get some like a lot more money you got a lot, lot more for your dollar and now it just feels like you're not getting as much as you used to get and and that for some people that hurts a lot, like people that are just making the median, like those guys are getting fucked. People that are actually really just like achieving the average of what Americans are supposed to achieve, they get fucked because they're the ones that are going to get hurt the most, 100%, because they're not achieving enough. Whether they're through whatever means, they're not achieving enough to get ahead of certain situations. They have no buffer. 
But like for me, I'm like just looking at it. So sure, now I'm treating myself. This used to be something I could probably do more often. Now I can only do like once a month if I really wanted to. Like it, like maturely speaking, I could do it. Like responsibly speaking, I could do it like once a month. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's fun I, I think that's going to sound weird to some people like that. You, I don't read that much into it, but certainly for some people, fast food prices are like a real part of their lives. And it's going to yeah. sound weird to some people. Maybe some people don't eat fast food at all. But to hear that McDonald's increases their prices by 10% in 2022, and they in 2023 they announced they're going to increase their prices by another 10% in 2023, um, leading into 2024. McDonald's is expensive now. Like, I don't even go to McDonald's. Like, I try it. I mean, if you go to certain days, you can use the coupons, get it cheaper. But, like, if you go to McDonald's without a coupon or no app or whatever the fuck, you're paying, like, almost five guys' prices for, a, like, a mediocre product. It makes no sense. Exactly. Like, and, and, like, that's, that's the weird thing about eating out is, like, the value proposition is different now that if prices are higher across the board, like, if you're going to pay money to buy ingredients and cook yourself, then in relative terms, I think the value proposition is better to eat out. But... If we're, if we're going to like focus on fast food prices here, and that does have sway with a big, I would say big uh, percentage of the population, um, it feels like the economy is not working if you're going to be paying like $15 for a single person to, to, for a McDonald's meal. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's literally what I think, so I can't really say much more than that. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's such a disconnect between a jobs report saying like wage growth has never been higher, the amount of jobs never added has never been higher, well, and that's... people's day-to-day lived experience of like things cost so much more and they're struggling to pay for things. The problem is, of course, it's never been higher, but the pro like the, the issue is like the job like the job creation and all that other stuff that's all was lagged behind tremendously. Like every single thing was lagged behind tremendously, but we don't live in a lagged society. We live in the present. So of course prices are going to take a long time for that knock on effect of volume to kick in. Plus all these, all these like uh, companies rebuilt their economies of scale to, for higher um, profit margin items. So for instance, like um, you have now less, you have less choices now in America uh, because of COVID. So they had to consolidate brands down to certain things that were making more money. So they got rid of, for instance, the Choco Taco, which was probably profitable, but Who did much the easier. Choco Taco? Huh? Who did the Choco Taco? Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm just... just it's just spitballing, dude. The Choco Taco. You don't Is know this a real it's, product? It's, yes, it's by Good, good Humor. They, they, they killed it. Um, it was discontinued in 2022. They killed it because is this it was a, not... Is this another victim of shrinkflation? Because that's another way to hide... Well, Possibly, the effects yeah. of inflation is you you buy goods but you're getting less for those goods but if you're not paying attention then it feels like things are just continuing as normal well right yeah 1984 and all that fun shit but i i meant more of the fact that they can mass produce a, a single product and get rid of the more customary stuff that takes a different production line and has to be specifically made for the certain thing right but if you can consolidate it all into similar simpler things you can make more through the economies of scale and and basically still make the same amount of profit, if not more. So, like, basically, they're they're trading choices. Like, that's probably what's actually causing the prices to go up. We're losing choices 
So in order to get our choice, continue buying our choices, when we used to have options, we have to pay with the pay for something that's more premium now because the econ- econ- economies of scale are no longer there because those things have been sidelined for higher higher volume, higher higher profit margin stuff. So those things have to be more expensive. So that's probably what's actually why things are more expensive is because things that people actually want aren't being produced. They're just throwing out garbage essentially, which is probably fair because a lot of these um there's a lot of like um startups right now like Mis- Misfits Marketplace. Um, one's like too good to go or something like that. And they just, they're basically selling you like things that are like kind of like damaged, quote unquote, things that aren't good enough for, for, for production or for sale or leftover stuff. So you can buy like certain things that aren't getting sold. I've used, I've used too good to go for like many years. Uh, oh, well it's, it's more, it's more deals on stuff. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the, the concept of it is it's an app and you're going to pick stuff up from uh restaurants that is just about to expire. Like a sushi yeah, place. Yeah. We'll make sushi every day. Obviously, you can't sell day-old sushi. So there's going to be a certain amount of slippage or waste in they don't sell five sushi items or one or ten or whatever. And then they'll broadcast that through the app of like, oh, we have this much. It's uh, great, yeah. It's going to go out and you can come pick it up and you can pay a discounted price for that. Yeah, it's great. It's just like, but that's where I'm thinking where the prices are inflating is like you're just losing options and people still want those options and they're buying things that are more expensive now because they're not being produced in high enough volume anymore. I think that's kind of probably what it is. It's basically utilitarianism gone awry. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I'm just... I'm, I'm going with that. I, I, it makes sense to me. I mean, it, it does actually... Now I'm thinking about it. I do have less choices when I go out to certain supermarkets. I can't find certain things. I can't... But so if I, if I want to get something, I have to buy a more premium product, and that's why some of the stuff I'm paying more for when it used to be cheaper because there's less options, and thus because of less option, less competition, more higher prices. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think bo- so, so both of these things can be true, right? Like maybe the, the mm. wage growth is increasing. Maybe there's tons of jobs added to the economy. But at the same yeah. time, that doesn't um, discount the fact that there is a cost of living crisis for some people. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. I feel like the average American voter doesn't understand that uh, inflation is cumulative. You can tell me your take on this, but I feel like the way that the media um, reports on inflation is like, ooh, inflation is down. It's down from 4% to 2%. But obviously in reality, that, that, that it is cumulative. Like if the previous month or the previous quarter was plus uh, three and it was plus five and plus six, and it's come down from six to two, the end result is still obviously like prices don't come down. It's just the rate well, no. at which prices increase is coming down. Yeah. That's yeah. People don't know that. I feel like people don't. I feel like this is a thing that can be championed. Like woohoo. Inflation is down from six to three. So it's still going up. <laughs> yeah. It's still going up. And if under like orthodox e- economic theory, you want an inflation rate of something like 2% to encourage people to spend their savings. Uh, yeah, but if you already have a high inflation rate for the previous year, then yeah. you want a negative You want a negative inflation rate to get back to where you should have been, hypothetically. I mean, hypothetically, but honestly, I don't think any economist is going to advocate for a negative inflation rate. I think like the price increases are already built in. I would. And, like, that's happened. That's the new reality. And we've all got to adjust to $15 McDonald's meals. 
Yeah, and then and then this was the problem is when you have hyperinflation where you create another dollar instead of having like this is um it was like uh escape from New York they pay a fucking snake peel skinner or his fucking name in with instead of a greenbacks bluebacks because blue because bluebacks are fucking more, more have more value to them. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> escape from New York, the film John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the economy in that movie. Oh, I just great, remember a guy dude. with an eye patch. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Snake Peelskin, right? That's his name. And then, like, the whole thing is they're like, oh, like they're trying to bribe one of the like the the um. You tell like, me it's not Pliskin, like from Metal Gear. I thought Metal Maybe Gear was a Pliskin. complete ripoff of Escape from New York. Maybe it is Pliskin. I don't know, dude. I don't fucking remember. Okay. Snake Pliskin. Yeah, it was. What I say? Peelskin. Peelskin. Whatever, dude. Just 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 accept the fact that I I know certain things. And what's important is that whatever stuck, whatever the only thing that stuck with me like a lot for this movie was the fact that they had to make they had greenbacks and they had bluebacks, which were more worth more money. That uh-huh. was how they dealt with hyperinflation. Like you can give me a hundred million greenbacks, and like everyone has a hundred million greenbacks, but bluebacks, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so that's something you're predicting in the in the long term is you guys well, switch how, from the dollar that's economy. How you, well, that's what do you think the, the the freaking dollar crypto the digital dollar is? Like that's literally what it is. This is how they're going to deal with hyperinflation is by basically creating another, you know, dollar essentially. And there's well, no other way. Like eventually, you can't, you can't be. I can't be. Well, I guess hypothetically, if we we go the yen route, a hundred dollars now, a dollar is now equal to pennies. So what's what's the next uh, decimal value? Deca dollars. <laughs> like, like at that point, we can say, yeah, 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 one dollar. That's a penny, dude. Right. If you want to go that way, but it's probably just easier just to change, make a new currency. You know, that's something I think about. It's like pound stores or dollar stores. Like, what will happen yeah. to them when pri- the price of goods? Deca dollar stores, dude. Easy. I just call deca dollars. It's, it's only a three. It's only four. Four. But they can't make the jump so quickly. It'll happen. Eventually. They can't go from dollar store to deca dollar store. There's got to be some intermediary. What do they call them? Mm. Dollars <laughs> store. Did the dollars put another D on it? <laughs> I mean, we'll put an S on it. When I get sometimes I've been to a pound pound shops and they um they charge things in multiples of pounds and that's how they still uh that's some justify being bullshit. a pound store. Yeah, that's some comic bullshit right there. Yeah. See, when I go to the the kilogram store, uh, we just we just use the conversion and that's how we get more for the dollar. No, but you like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, a dollar store can only exist for so long. At, at oh, which yeah. point the economy like inflates beyond so, that, and you can't so we'll, get anything for a double dollar. Why aren't the dollar stores like petitioning the government to lower inflation? <laughs> 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 this is this is attacking our our our, our trademark. You can't be doing this. You're, you're going to put us out of business. Okay, at this point, I've got to take a piss, Bosco. We've got to take a break in the podcast. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe we're taking a break. I mean, we're at one hour something, one hour 40 almost. Yeah, I know. I was not su- Are you surprised it takes you talk this much? Uh, I mean, for the first episode, I'm not surprised, no. That's right. That's right, you little bitch. There's a lot of backlog. Yeah, i got to go through your snake pillskin. Snake pluskin. Okay, I'm going to piss. I'll come back. Do, do you want to like wrap this thing or you want to just keep going? 
we're gonna keep going, dude. I'm gonna keep talking about the World Trade Center and vaudeville. And, and how old? Like how like all the Jews? Like there was like four thousand of Jewish them that were supposed to be around the um, area of the World Trade Center, and then like only three of them died because they got warnings via instant messenger. Dude, what the fuck is up with the Jewish tunnels, though? Can we just talk about how they didn't? There was a recent collapse in Brooklyn, actually. Oh, is that the Jewish tunnels? Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Brooklyn um, building collapse. While I go piss, right back. This was in a. This is these are Jews too that did this. This is an Orthodox, like um, neighborhood. We're talking about the um, building collapse in Brooklyn. Yeah, like, so the borough's home to one of the largest Orthodox and Hasidic Jew population in the U.S., according to Brooklyn Historic Institute. So, like, the person who died was possibly a construction worker. There were no other injuries. Why is why are the Jews doing this? <laughs> did, you, did you see that? I think it was Snopes, the fact check of, like, there were no, mat there were no stained mattresses from the... Um, taken yeah. from the... Uh, Tunnels. There's a, there's a video of a stained mattress, though. That's the thing. There were two stained mattresses. Um, stained mattress. There's like that's the one. Like I didn't even read into the cons like that conspiracy shit. That's the first thing I saw on the video when the, was a stained mattress. Like there was no like, no one but, even had to like lead me on that one. I just saw that it was like full frontal. Like how do you even deny that? Hmm. What's the right way to um? Search this, but yeah, I mean Straight, it's pretty pretty mattress how they want to like tell you the things that you're seeing are uh, incorrect. With Unless your there's like they're saying they're trying to say like oh that's not a stain that's um that's a stain though man. I think it's kind of um disturbing like the image of a stained mattress is quite disturbing because I, I've seen like crime documentaries where like these kinds of well not these kinds of but where rape happens and they kill someone and the stained mattress is like such a distinctive marker of that thing happening well from what it looks like to me sometimes like when you're jerking off you, your, your prostate loosens and you end up shitting yourself a little bit <laughs> that only happened to me like once or twice in my life but it looks like some guy was jacking off the edge of the bed and he just shit his pants a little bit well it's supposed the i mean the claim was that it was the maybe an area where women who were on their period could stay during some uh, some some you Ritual. know Jewish observance. Women weren't allowed in the temple or something like that. So that was the the plausible deniability for the stained mattresses. I think it makes it even worse to be honest. I think it'd be better to say yeah, it's a cum stain or whatever or whatever to even bring up women in the conversation is a bad idea why because it just i feel like it's it, it, you don't want to bring those two words together woman and basement and mattress i just feel like that's just a bad idea you want to avoid that you just <laughs> yeah, want to like, avoid it putting in women the, the, the putting had to people's... be like cloistered away they weren't allowed to be in yeah, the idea with, like with people, right? And you're putting them, you're putting that in the basement, you're putting all that imagery in people's head, and the people are gonna automatically assume like some rapey shit was going down there, like the stroller down there. You know, like why was there a stroller down there? No one knows. Yeah, I never saw the stroller. I, mm, to I did. Be honest. It was quick, but it was it was in there. 
I mean, all they gotta say is it was that was we were just storing old shit. Well, not a stroller, but like a, like a seat. Like a... The fuck? Why can't I pull this up when it comes to stained mattress? Oh, here we go. Uh, USA Today. Viral post airs on nature contents of tunnel near New York Synagogue. The claim. Old mattresses and booster seats were found in tunnels beneath New York City Synagogue. Our rating, False. This is a false picture of the tunnel. Oh, City officials said there was one tunnel, not a series of tunnels. Mattresses shown in the viral video came behind a wooden paneling inside the synagogue, synagogue not from the tunnel. Oh, An so unverified video shows that... Yeah, they're from the basement. Yeah, so that's how they're getting around it. It's technically it's in the basement, and the tunnel is beyond the basement. <laughs> that's I, how I they're swear getting this, around it. This, this article itself is actually edited from when I read it. I don't Probably. recall this whole, like, um, what's the word? Pilpul over. It's in the, it's in the, it's behind the, the wall, not in, in the tunnel itself. So that means it's, uh, <laughs> false. That's typical, uh, Snopes though. Like if it's not, they just go after one part of the sentence and just says, see, that's false. See? Yeah. But I watched the video like myself and I saw two images of stained mattresses being pulled out from behind the wall. So maybe maybe it was behind the wall. Maybe it yeah, wasn't behind, in the tunnel. Be, but behind the walls is like a is part of the structure though. It's further in that area is where the tunnel was. Yeah, it's all it's all part of the same like hidden compound. Right, right, right. Well the part of it was legal, the other part wasn't. Oh, I mean Basically, the the stained mattress. Well, as far as I understand, that part where they were at was literally a legal part of the building. The issue is when you go further in and you go into a closet because they're storing all the dirt inside the basement, and the closet was. Uh, this is what I understand. The closet was where the tunnels were being built. But I, I might think, be wrong. I think I think the main point is like, do we need a fact check on? The stained mattresses being in the tunnel or being behind the wall. The fact is, there were stained mattresses, and well, obviously, stained I, I, mattresses I, I, are gonna like be associated with people are fucking on the mattress. Look, there's like sex, like yeah, that that's what uh, the first thing that people are gonna think of when they see a stained mattress. Yeah. Like that 100%. particular thing. If you if you follow like true crime stories or whatever, that a stained mattress like plays a role in in that, like that crops up in crimes that involve rape. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, obviously, the issue there being a mattress in there is not really a big deal. The problem is they didn't invite me to help with <laughs> their tunnel, and that's what really upsets me. Because I wanted, like, like let's be real for a second. If we had to, like, dig a tunnel, right, wouldn't you want to kind of be involved with it? Like, some secret Jewish tunnel, you'd be like, dude, hey, you want to, like, if I came up to you, hey, dude, you want to, want to build a secret Jewish tunnel in a, in a, be underneath a synagogue with some Jews and shit? You're like, will there be snacks? Hell fucking yeah. So, yeah, so you, obviously you're going to go there and hang out and with the boys digging tunnels. The boys. That's the wild, that's the wild thing is, like, they're just having a goof, goofy time. And that's really what the problem was. They people can't have a good time anymore in America. But did you read about who who was actually digging the tunnel? Like who they claim was digging the tunnel? 
didn't they say they hired migrant workers or something like that? No, but it was like transfer students, like transfer Israeli students who were like super radical. They're from Israel and they wanted to expand the reach of the synagogue or something like that. And that had makes nothing sense, yeah. to do with the American Jews that were there. And the, the yeah, it, there was an article about how like they did the initial digging and then they got lazy at some point and then they hired migrant workers. Digging but yeah, they tried work, to bite, um, pin everything on trans like transfer <clears throat> students. That makes sense. Yeah. I'd probably do the same thing if I was in that situation. Listen, I, dude, it wasn't me. It was the transfer guys. I don't know they how that no shit gets, gets done without anybody noticing. Because the boys are just hanging out in the fucking dingy-ass ba- basement and they always get dirty, but, you know, boys get be boys. <laughs> Excuse me. That's what they're saying, dude. Okay. Uh, uh, How does this relate to the election? I feel like we've drifted quite a bit. Well, because boys will be boys. And that's what we have to... Trump's rape allegation, boys will be boys. Holy shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, dude. Boys will be boys. This is going to create a really awkward stitch in the podcast where we're talking about like McDonald's hamburger prices and then we skip to the next topic. I'm just saying like Trump was trying to dig a tunnel and now the Jews are digging tunnels. All right. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So no, no, I don't know what it has to do with the election. I mean, what no, I do know is- okay. Okay. If we want to talk Jews, then we're going to talk Epstein. And like, most, I feel. Most famous Jew of all time. What did you say? Most famous Jew of all time, yeah. Not like uh, Einstein or something. No, uh, if you go down the street and ask you, ask them, and you start like quoting, uh, let me see. If you go down the street and say, "Hey, Albert Einstein or or Jeffrey Epstein," and like they're like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about?" Why would we be talking about Jeffrey Epstein like this in the context of Albert Einstein? He's like, dude, see, they know about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> no, and Frank or Jeffrey Epstein. What did Jeffrey Epstein do now? Epstein. They're gonna say they're like, what the fuck did what did fucking Epstein do now? I thought Einstein was dead. They're gonna be like, oh shit, Epstein's fucking everywhere. Do you know, like Einstein kept a journal and like he said all this like racist shit about Indians. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, it was like for its time, right? It was just like normal shit that you would write down. But um, when you right, so when you idea. review it in like the modern day, what what did Einstein say? Um, he said the Chinese were industrious, filthy, obtuse people. The Chinese don't sit on benches while eating but squat like Europeans do when they relieve themselves out in the leafy woods. That's some crazy shit right there. All the chil- even the children are spiritless and look obtuse. Writing of the f- abundance of offspring, the fecundity of the Chinese, he goes on to say, it would be a pity if the Chinese supplant all of the races. <laughs> For the likes of us, the mere thought is unspeakable dreary. Oh, I guess you're right. Albert Einstein gets less searches than F. Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, more searches than F. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds right. That's wild, dude. 
Why is that wild? Because Einstein. Jeffrey Epstein's been dead less. <laughs> been dead less. Yeah. But Einstein, he like, uh, what's he res- responsible for? Special relativity? Jews and shit. What's that, Anne Frank here? effect? That's good shit. He's a good, he's, he's one of the oh. good guys. Oh, Anne Frank is below Jeffrey Epstein, though. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Just goes to show that uh, maybe Jeffrey Epstein isn't that unpopular after all. Well, give it another 10 years or 20 years and she's going to be above him. No? Oh, wait. I misspelled Epstein. That's why. Epstein's way above both of them. <laughs> above Einstein? No way. <laughs> yeah. On average, Epstein, Jepstein. Jeffrey Epstein is, is 52. Uh, Albert Einstein is 54. I'm sorry, 44. And uh, Anne Frank is 16. Interest over time. I'm not sure how this works. Uh, this can't be right. More yeah, people well, are searching I'm... for Epstein than Einstein. That's fucked up. Yeah, he's literally the top search in New Mexico, like Hawaii, all these fucking states. Trump dancing with Epstein is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> is there a video of that? <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, there's that. There's that picture. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, let's have a look. Worldwide, Epstein versus Einstein. Einstein gets a six, Epstein gets a five. In America, you're saying Epstein is higher. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, well, obviously, America is a. USA, USA. They're the same. No, you're not looking. You're just looking up Epstein. I put, put his full name. That's what I did. What, Jeffrey Epstein versus Albert Einstein? Yeah, 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 yeah. Worldwide, Einstein wins, though, for sure. What about in Afghanistan? Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like mm-hmm. worldwide, if you look at Google Trends, Jeffrey Epstein versus Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey is at a four, and, oh, well, actually, no. Jeffrey is at a two, and Albert Einstein's at a two also. Equivalent the average saying. But uh, Epstein, as you can imagine, has a big peak. Especially around uh, December 23. Oh, I'm looking at the past day. That's why everything's kind of wild. Past day, Jeffrey Epstein's been winning. That's why. Past day. Mm. Yeah, if you look at things over the last three months, then uh, let's see. It's it's pretty... But that's that's sad. Like, things are neck and neck between Albert Einstein and Jeffrey Epstein. Who's going to have a more lasting impact in the Jewish community? Einstein. Hunter Biden, is it you said? How is Hunter Biden related to the Jewish community? I don't know. You, I thought you said it. <laughs> I was like very confused. No, I said Einstein. Einstein has uh, a more relevance to the Jewish community. I don't know, man. I I, past, I, I think of this past point. hour. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's pretty good, dude. Epstein will be the most popular Jew of all time, probably. I, I don't think that's the case. Most but popular Jew of all time. Let's look, let's look it up. Most, sure, look it up. Is it Donald have, Trump's they daughter? Have, they have Einstein up here and Gloria Steinman. Oh, come on, where's Epstein? Is it Donald Trump's son-in-law? Jerry Lewis, Elizabeth Taylor, Stan Lee. Stan Lee was Jewish. Yeah, he was. That's what's funny about Wakanda and Black Panther. Is like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's dead. She's count. <laughs> Of course she counts. 
most influential Jews. Number one, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good one. <sighs> oh, fuck off. Okay, how do we exit out of this? How do we um, What's your wrap last up tab, the podcast? Dude? What's your last ha- tab, dude? Last your, do you have any one. more tabs? Do you have any more tabs? Yeah, I've got a bunch of shit. I've got a bunch of shit about Fanny Willis admitting that uh, she was banging that dude that she appointed as a prosecutor in the Trump election case. Yeah, because rape is sexy. So that's crazy. What she? I mean, I don't... What, what? What does the rape come in? There's, there's no rape. She she it's hired a, a guy. She's it's power dynamic. It's a power dynamic. The power that's dynamic. rape. Yeah. Yeah, that's rape. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I can agree with that. She yeah, hired a guy who didn't have any experience prosecuting like major trials. She appointed him as the as a special prosecutor in the Trump election case, and then he got a bunch of money from that, and he like took her on holiday. <laughs> and then in late January, she was doing a bunch of uh, no, not, not not a bunch, but she did a, a a appearance in church saying, "Actually, I think I have. Did I put this in?" Is this available for me to play? Let's see. I took a sound bite of her at the church. Hmm. I'll play that now. Yeah. I had one white woman. This is her in church. A friend and great lawyer. A superstar, I tell you. I hired one white man, brilliant, my friend and a great lawyer, and I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. That was her at, like, the biggest uh, church in Atlanta. She was, like, begging for forgiveness and saying, like, she did nothing wrong. Pandering to the black crowd. Maybe she didn't do anything wrong. Maybe she didn't do anything wrong. But then she um, she basically came clean in the last week. I have a little news segment for that. New details on the relationship between Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Prosecutor Nathan Wade. Tonight we're learning Willis and Wade are admitting to a personal relationship, but the two say they should not be dismissed from the 2020 election interference case involving former President Trump and 18 co-defendants. Wade says the relationship started in 2022 after he was appointed lead prosecutor on the case. Murmurings of a personal relationship began after a co-defendant and his lawyer made allegations in a court filing and information continued to be revealed during Wade's contentious divorce proceedings. But in a 176-page document tonight, Willis is rejecting claims she misused taxpayer funds for her and Wade to financially benefit. Both have been subpoenaed to testify in a hearing on February 15th. Wow. Wow. I don't know, man. I just don't think it was right of her to do that. It's pretty upsetting to me. As, as a supporter of of not doing that, I say that she shouldn't have done that. 
I mean, the thing is, if the gender roles were reversed, right, if it was like a senior guy in government and he appointed a, a woman as a prosecutor yeah. in a Trump election case, and then the woman yeah. ended up spending money on, on, hot, on holidays to take the guy places, then <laughs> it would play so, so, so badly. Yeah, it's actually insane. Uh, the fact that that even is a thing is ridiculous. But then again, yeah, I got to think about it. She is a girl boss because she made the man pay for it still, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like a quid pro quo. Like, I'll, I'll get you a nice cushy job where you get an income, and then you, we bang, <laughs> you take me on holiday. <laughs> Good for her. You go, girl. Yeah, it's, it's some girl boss stuff right there. So maybe like, that's the difference, because a man would have, if that was a role's reverse, the man would have paid for everything still. Um, like that's how, like, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's probably actually that's less wild. Bad actually, yeah. What is the dis? What is the salary of a district attorney? Uh, DA. Oh yeah, my goodness, I, it's got to be six figures, right? Salary. Oh yeah, at least six figures. But this guy was getting paid like multiple, uh, multiple six figures. The average salary of a district attorney is one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, but this guy was so board. dumb, he would, like, put her on the airline airline tickets. Like, they did mm. not make it hard for them to, like, track that um, she was that's benefiting right. from him spending money on her. Well, I mean, that's... I don't know, man. It's anyway, definitely this, bad, but yeah. it's, like, of all the things we could do in life, I feel like this is the least bad thing to do. The problem is she did this while prosecuting Trump, which makes her look like a fucking retard. Um... I don't know. Personally, if you're going to be doing anything with, regarding a 2020 election or with Trump, you want to make sure everybody's ducks are in a row. You, you want clean hands touching this shit. You don't want dirty hands because you don't want anybody to be saying, well, see, uh, that's that's bias. That's that's uh, that's that's not fair. They have a fucking they have a fucking rapist on trying to convict Trump. That's that's fucked up. Uh yeah, exactly. Uh, it muddies it muddies the waters. They could like try for a clean conviction, whereas she appoints a completely objective, uh, neutral guy yeah. to like take him down for the election interference in Georgia. But instead, it's now talking about like the relationship between the, them two and the financial benefits and the fact yeah. that this guy is going to leave his wife over this shit and like there's all this oh, stuff coming out in divorce courts. He was fucking married too. What a what a Chad dude. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was married, and she like she was a homewrecker. <laughs> but like terrible shit. Huh? That's some terrible shit. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible shit, and it's distracting shit. This is not how you make your best case. It's like that you have this yeah, level yeah. of corruption. I really, I mean, I'm glad they're helping Trump. I guess. <laughs> yes. Fucking. Hell. That's so silly. But the the line they're going with is that it has no bearing on the legal case. Well, a bit, I guess. I don't know. It seems like a conflict of interest to me. It's like if the DA appoints someone who personally benefits from um, that appointment. That appointment. I suppose, my friend. I suppose. All right. I think. All right. We're gonna have to wrap it there. Like, yeah, we didn't get my energy's dying here. Uh, my energy's dying here, but I did read about um, a, 
how um Hitler would was, was going to like um <laughs> de Slavicize uh, Eastern Europe. It's kind of interesting. Um, it does re- really remind me of um Joe Biden sniffing people's hair in a way. Um, about seventy to eighty million Russians were going to die, which is pretty similar to today's standards. Um, so I'm just gonna I just, I just want to say like that's pretty interesting. Wow, that's cool. I'm gonna end on uh, I'm gonna end on this Trump clip because I can't remember why I posted this. Oh yeah, what is that one about? I forgot about that. Yeah, so so maybe he'll give us some material to end to end the show. We'll see. And you know, probably not. Ukraine's an interesting case. People always want to know my feeling. Number one, we're in for two hundred billion plus, and the European nations are in for twenty billion. And it's more important for them. And don't you think they should equalize? Nobody asks them. It's like I did with NATO. I said, we're spending, we're we're paying for NATO. And we don't get so much out of it. And you know, I hate to tell you this about NATO. If we ever needed their help, let's say we were attacked, I don't believe they'd be there. I don't believe. I know the people. I know them. I can tell you country by country who would be there and who, but I don't believe they'd be there. But I took care of NATO. I said, you got to pay your bills. If you don't pay your bills, we're not going to be there to support you. And the following day, the money came rolling into NATO. (laughs) But the European nations, if you add them up, the economy is about the same size as the U.S. Believe it or not, a lot of people are surprised. You add them all up, and uh, they are in for about $20 billion, and we're in for $200 billion because we're stupid. All we have to do is say pay. Nobody ever says to them pay. You don't even hear that. I say pay. And they'll pay, too. You have to equalize. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot of money. They're talking $200 billion versus $20 billion. That's pretty huge. Yeah, I remember the time the U.S. was don- donating, like, piecemeal amounts, like tens of millions. And, the, and uh, Zelensky was out there, like, recording messages saying thank you united kingdom for for your generous donation like you guys didn't you guys barely got a thank you for the hundreds of billions that you spent but we spent like so little and we got like personal thank yous from Zelensky. of course you did because you you guys are fucking the best man you guys get around all right all right i'm done with this crap i'm going to bed actually i'm not going to bed but i I think that's a good place to leave it nato's fucked dude well, it's not the NATO's fucked. The point of the clip is that Trump is all in on spending money on Ukraine, which seems to be a little bit of a reversal from his previous positions. I don't think he is. I think he's more about the fact that people need to spend more before we spend more. Yeah, but he's advocating that the that the EU matches the spending of the of the US. So yeah, he's yeah. and like which means he won't spend more until they catch up. Yeah, or he's asking for like another 150 billion from the EU. Yeah, exactly. Which they're not going to do probably. Which because they can't, they can't, they can't fundamentally afford it. That's why, like, that's one of the reasons why they have like no military in the EU. It's is because they use that money for social programs instead of the military. Like literally, that's one of the reasons why they have higher standard of living is because they have no military. Not literally no middle military, but you know, compared to America's military, it's non-existent. So, like, it makes sense, but I don't know. This is a whole fucking rabbit hole I don't want to go down right now. I'm tired. Sure. I mean, uh, all I would say is, uh, like, the latest package of 50 million of aid towards Ukraine was held up by Viktor Orban from Hungary. And, like, he recently caved in on this shit. So, Trump saying, 
let's let's have parity, let's have fairness. If Orban is all on board with this, that could open the door to like another 150 billion from the EU. I, I, I disagree. I think the EU does have the money. And it was just like bottlenecked by Orban up to this point. And with him out of the way, maybe the EU does spend a hell of a lot more on, um, on Ukraine. On what though? I don't know, man. Send them more more missiles. Send them more aircraft. Oh man. I don't know, man. All right. I think this is a good place to end it. Or actually, a terrible place to end it. You probably want to find a better ending point. But yes. All right. We've <laughs> done over two hours. That's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably clip around like forty minutes off of this. <laughs> <laughs> you want to clip the Eugene Carroll stuff? Oh no, that's that's a good shit. That's the good shit right there. I think that's a good shit too. But like we kind of meander a bit. Um, like yeah, I mean the whole like, uh, well, not the whole, but the the stuff about the tunnel Jews we could do without. Yeah, yeah, I think we don't need it because it doesn't add anything for one. Number two, you're still recording, by the way. I know. Oh, okay, it doesn't add anything for one, and number two, it doesn't like go anywhere. Like, it's interesting, but it doesn't go anywhere. I don't have any theories. Mom. I'm too tired. If I if it was like more, it was like earlier in the day, I could probably give you like some sort of bullshit theory, but I just. 